0: Love, talk Radio. Hello, good morning, and welcome back to the Spiritual Path. I am your host, Kim Gilster, the Spiritual Synergist. You can find out more about me on my website at KimGilster.com, or on my YouTube, my Facebook, um, I think, oh, and Twitter. So no, I don't use Twitter as much as I'd like to. Oh, and Instagram. It's all Kim Gilster. The Spiritual Synergist. So, today, before we get started on our subject, um, I wanted to put some things out there. Um, First of all, the reason that I started this podcast is because I really wanted to interact with people. I really wanted to reach out to more people. Um, So, I'm doing this podcast for you. I'm not doing this podcast solely for myself, <laughs> although the more that I interact with people, the more that I learn, the more I go forward, so of course it helps me as well. Um, so with that said, um, oh, I also wanted to say that the way that I teach tends to be more advanced than the majority of people. Um, I've realized that through teaching and helping a lot of people in my coaching and um, just with interacting with people. So if you're looking for something that's just the bare bones, um, that's great. Um, I don't practice polarity consciousness. Um, As a matter of fact, one of the big things that I'm after is helping people out of polarity consciousness, because it really is one of the big things that keep people in suffering. Um, And today, back with me again, is Laura Dubois from England. She knows a lot about being an intuitive, because as a profession, she is a psychic and tarot card reader. How are you doing
1: today, Flora?
2: Hi, Kim. I'm doing very well at the moment. Thank you. Yes, you're right. I do know a bit about intuition. (laughs) And as (laughs) I've just played on the show, you know, sometimes consciously, sometimes not so consciously. Um, Yeah, so this is a great subject. And we've got people asking questions today as well. So excited about that. Um. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. And I did want to address, because I saw that a couple of people have um, their hands up is wanting to ask questions. Yeah. Um, normally what we do is we spend the first half of the show talking about the subject, and then we entertain questions during the second half. The show is an hour long, so we will talk about the subject, you know, the bare bones of it. Yes. Yeah. And then open up the lines during the last 30 minutes.
1: Yay.
0: So I put a question out on Facebook, and I was asking people, you know, what they wanted to hear about. Um, And one of my Facebook friends, Melody, came, and she said, well, I would like to hear about intuition and um, why it makes me paranoid. (laughs) And I thought that was just wonderful. And the reason is because, yeah, that she's actually more aware than she probably thinks she is, okay? Mm -hmm. And the reason that I say that is because, yes, she used the word paranoid, um, but what she's really saying is, I'm in fear of my intuition. Most people don't even recognize they're in fear of their own intuition, so that tells me she has more awareness than most people.
1: <laughs>
0: so I wanted to put that out there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She could know that, right? Right, straight off. Yeah. So what is intuition really? Okay. A lot of people have questioned this. I certainly have through most of my life. I've always been a person who has had more of an, you know, use more of my intuition than most people, um, and, you know, was it because I was born that way? Yes, we're all born that way, okay? Just spend some time with a little child, particularly those that are close to you in your family, and you get that, as we say, out of the, mind, uh, out of the mouths of babes, right? Yeah. Okay? When you listen to the children, the children will just, you know, automatically have knowings about certain things. And we get amazed by that. But that's because their subconscious hasn't, you know, taken in all of the programming. It hasn't taken in the supposed rules that exist here on the earth. Okay?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So your spirit, which is the base to your intuition, doesn't know everything. You chose to come here, actually, to learn more, to expand more, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a back and forth. You're le- you are learning things from other people. You're also learning things just, you know, from the energies here on Earth um, and in your soul spaces,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay? So the first part of your intuition, yes. It is, you know, going to your heart space, right? Your heart is a window to your spirit. It's also a window to your soul space, and those are two different things. Because Mm -hmm. your soul space is actually, you know, spaces of energies that you decided to align with in this lifetime, in this now, to learn from. And they are energy spaces that are left over from, you know, what people call past lives. I suppose you could say, um, and I've talked about this before, it's really important to know when it comes to being aware and to being intuitive, okay, to really, really, you know, eke out, there's a whole show, if you go back, um, that we did last year with Papi Zila and myself where we talked about past lives and what past lives are really Yes, you can have lived here before, okay? You can have come to the earth before. um, But a lot of what people are experiencing is stuff through their DNA. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, your ancestry is part of that too. And that's also tied up in, you know, the soul space energy and so on and so forth. It's very complicated. Um, But once you see it, it's also very simple. It's just like everything else. Once we learn something, it becomes very simple to us, and it's easy to see. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of people who are saying, like, well, you know, that's my spirit says this, or my spirit says that. My intuition is saying this, or my intuition is saying that. So I, it has to be right. Well, yes, to a certain extent, that's true, but how are you relating it into what's going on. What's going on in your subconscious, right? What's going on, you know, within those soul spaces? How really aware are you if you're still in polarity consciousness, if you're still seeing things in a linear fashion, if you're still seeing things as, you know, right or wrong, or black or white, or light and darkness, you know, that whole sort of thing, then your awareness is probably not very much on par, okay? So getting back to the thing that Melody asked, so she said, you know, how do I get beyond this feeling of I'm going to call it fear? And then she said, Um, you have to embrace the pain, okay? We got this message, right, that we should fear things that if something resonates with us as something uncomfortable, then it must be negative. It must be something that's unwanted. It must be, you know, something that we need to push away and avoid. Okay? But as we push it away and avoid it instead of embracing it, what ends up happening is it comes back in some way, shape, or form. Because our spirit is trying to expand. Okay, it's the nature of our being. Okay, so will and it continues to align us with things that are going to challenge us, things that feel uncomfortable. So instead, what we need to learn to do is to embrace that feeling of being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We need to really do the best that we can to really look at it, okay? And there are a plethora of tools that we can use to do that. Um, But, yeah, avoidance never gets us anywhere. Because the thing is, is that once we get on the other side of that pain, everybody knows, once we get on the other side of whatever pain that we go through, we open up but the more that we avoid it, the more we suffer, okay? And this has everything to do with developing your intuition, your awareness, right? So that if I'm seeing anything as being a negative or anything as being, you know, something to fear, um, then I'm really developing my awareness. Mm. I'm really not embracing what is love? Because that's what I'm doing. When I align with something that's challenging myself, okay, however that looks, if I align in, okay, here's an example. People align in relationships to challenge them, okay? No matter what kind of relationship it is, there's going to be some challenge, whether it is, you know, our relationship with our parents, our relationship with our children, our relationship with coworkers and bosses or relationships with a significant other. Okay. And people often because, you know, we relate love most often with these significant other romantic type relationships, those tend to feel like they're the most challenging to us. Okay. And then when we're not getting what we think we want from that relationship, we feel heartache that heartache is actually devised to have us open up that much more, okay? Mm -hmm. So that when that person is challenging us, it's our alignment. So it could be that we aligned with this particular person and it's not necessarily a permanent thing, okay, for the rest of our lives. Or maybe it is. And maybe it is, but we're not seeing the potential in it because we have all of these ideas. Social media now you see it even more often. Um, where I see people thinking it.
1: <laughs> they're they're trying to
0: convince themselves sometimes that, you know, that they have these certain things that <clears throat> they really don't. And sometimes you can see it. Okay. Because we all know, you know, there are those people. The more that people put it out there, you know, that their relationships throw all of that in a bag of chips, um, the more you can sort of detect that, oh, you know, they're struggling with some things. Um, But they have a fear that if they talk about those things that people are going to judge them and really they're judging themselves. They're judging themselves because they are struggling. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't have that. They do. Okay. And those people will put that out there too, right? But when those people put that out there, it's usually, you know, on some sort of poignant occasion. Um, you know, like, for instance, my relationship with my mother has really grown as I have grown. Um, and, oh, my, you know, it used to be a huge struggle, to say the least. That's a big understatement, um, but you know, recently was Mother's Day, and while I don't always talk about my mother because I don't, you know, feel a need to, in, you know, all of the time, um, I did, you know, um, I did that, you know, for myself as much as I did it for my mother. There was there was no expectation with it because. I very much experience unconditional love with my own mother, as we should, you know? So in romantic relationships, we see sort of the same thing, you know, or a similar thing, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and what does that have to do with intuition? Everything. Okay. Because... If we really, really listen to ourselves, we can find that space of unconditional love. But we have to find that space of unconditional love for ourselves. The more that we do that, the more aware we become. The more aware we become, the more intuitive we become, the more empowered that we become, the more we overcome any kind of fears. Mm Right? Right? It's very true. I mean, didn't you, just have, <laughs> didn't you just have a you just had a dream, right, where you were taking a nap? Maybe we should yeah. talk about that, <laughs> where you in felt the, like you were in battle. In, mm-hmm. in,
2: in actual fact, yes. In my in my dream, I was trying to use my feelings and intuition to figure out what the heck was going on in my life. It's like it was like a message from my spirit to myself. And in this dream, yeah, I had, I'll just say at the end of it, there was this battle. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. And it was really interesting, actually. Actually, it was really awesome because this person that had chosen to battle me, because, by the way, they couldn't lie to me and I made it clear in public. (laughs) 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 With my knowledge and intuition. yeah, it's so right. Um, They c- kept right. coming up recently... with all these weapons to get me, and right. I just used feelings. I was unarmed, and I won the battle, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in a space of love and non-resistance. I wasn't in a, I wasn't resisting.
0: Correct, because that's how you win the battle. Right. <laughs> You know, you yeah. don't win the battle by being in that space of resistance. Um, you know, I recently had a, a very similar dream. I was, you know, like a Kung Fu master. And yeah. it was interesting because of the, because I felt like the whole world was, you know, somehow against me in the dream. And, you know, and then I saw myself in these, like, Kung Fu master robe, right? And, um, and it was very Matrix-like, too. It's difficult to explain. But um at sort first, of, I felt that, you know, there was, like, this space of resistance. Oh, the whole world felt against me. And then I just, even within the dream, I said, no, wait, center space, right? Where's my center yeah. space? Yeah. And I went into that center space, and then, and this is what I wanted to talk about today, too. I felt this belly fire, right? My solar plexus. Mm-hmm completely opened up and then there was there was just this fire that rose and then there was a whirlwind of all of this fire and there was all of this activi- activity happening around me and I can see like little aspects of me doing all this sort of like fun food stuff, right? But as you yeah. know, martial arts is actually a space of non-resistance, right? Yeah. That all oh, martial artists that, right? Yeah, that in order to, you know, win the battle, you, you've got to be in a space of not resisting your opponent. Right? Yeah. And, right. <laughs> so, so there's this belly fire, right? And I've been seeing this with so many people. There's this belly fire really rising in a lot of us right now. Okay? And we register that belly fire as anger. Yes. But that's not your intuition registering it that way. Okay. That's not your spirit registering it that way. That's your brain. Huh. Right? Right. It doesn't have to oh, come I'm out hungry. in
1: anger.
0: Oh. Right. It comes out yeah. in anger when we resist it. Yeah. If
1: we allow it to sense. rise,
0: you know, of course hmm. it got, you know, it's. it's it very, can be very overpowering. Um, and even in the dream, in certain ways, for me, it was when I woke up, I was, I felt, you know, like all of these faces of, you know, just feeling icky, for, for lack of better <laughs> words. And yeah. it was, it was, just, eh, you know, eh. and, but I sat with it and I said, oh, okay. Because what's happening is a lot of, you know, whatever this, stuff is inside of us, it's just, it's that fire is going to, you know, burn it out. You're going to mm. feel some of it. You're going to feel it, you know. Flo was telling me this morning that after her dream with the battle, you know, that she felt um almost as going into suicide. Um, I have felt that, too. As a matter of fact, there is a video. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it right now um, on my YouTube where I did that, where I think it was about a year and a half ago, I felt just, you know, this feeling of death. And it did, for lack of better words, it felt like suicide because what was happening is parts of me were really dying, or they weren't really parts of me, though. They were things that I was holding on to, identifying as myself, that really were not me. Yeah. Okay. So part of the fear, a big part of the fear that we get with, you know, going into our intuition is just that. It's the belly fire. But when we get into that fear, we become angry. We make it about other people, right? We make it about, you know, or when we make it about ourselves even. You know, I saw people doing that where they were, you know, saying, Oh, you know, I'm a horrible person, I don't deserve this, you know, or I hate the world, oh, nobody loves me, And you know, all of those different things. And you know what, you may have those feelings while oh, this is going on, that's okay. Just know that's generally not who you are, <laughs> right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: generally not who you are, right? And you can look at it and say, like, oh, okay, you know, what I mean? and it's okay, you know, to have some kind of way, something that feels, you know, okay to you, where, you know, you're not lashing out at other people, where you're not, you know, as, as much as possible, you know, we all, you know, we, we see that with psychologists, right, you know, I mean, if you need to go for a run, um, you want to eat um, or, or, you know, beat up on something, you know, an inanimate object of some sort or whatever, you um, that's helpful, you know, whatever it takes, you know, you, you put on some music that just, you know, ups that and allows it to move through you, um, Yeah. and eat cool foods, eat cooling foods like cucumber, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you get lots and lots of water while something like mm-hmm. this is occurring. That's really important water. Water is the most important thing in the world more than food. We know this biologically speaking, but even spiritually speaking, water is the staff of life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And it will help to it'll help you to gain balance, you know, while this is rising. You know, it helps it to, it doesn't douse it so much as, it. you know, it's just that your, your body needs to be able to handle it as well. And so it makes it smoother, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, what some of the things, you know, oh, art, you can write about it. Um, you can, if you're a creative person that likes to do visual art, oh, my God, that ma- it makes such great music, which is why I really appreciate music that can be um, aggressive.
1: <laughs>
0: um, mm. Because, you know, it's, yeah, absolutely And, and here's the thing And I wrote about this on my Facebook wow. Laughter,
2: wow. yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah Absolutely laugh um, Because, as we know, people will say Oh, wow, that was a belly laugh, right? Yeah. That helps activate your solar plexus. When your solar plexus get activated then it comes up through your heart space and then that comes up and it, it you know, it welcomes and it awakens, you know, all of the rest of your chakras. It's so wonderful. So,
1: oh wow, you know, now
0: your third eye is opening, your throat chakras opening more and you can Speak more from your heart and speak from that belly and speak from that space of creation. So beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I have it. Mm. it. <laughs> right? And it allows you to channel. Oh my gosh. Like, effectively channel. Yeah. Right? And it allows you to just become that much bigger. We can't be afraid of being big. That's who we are. And some are higher frequency than others, but no matter what frequency you're at, you are so important. And if you are afraid of that potential, you're doing yourself a big service, you're doing humanity. I'm sorry, yourself a big disservice. And you're doing humanity a big disservice. Right? And you're preventing your expansion. (coughs) Really. Embrace yeah, it
2: says to me, resistance is not who we are, because we are Right. Because being resistance is just in the way of who we are. So all those tools are ways to acknowledge, because you've got to acknowledge that resistance, and then you've got to use these tools to move through the resistance. And creation, as you're saying, is expansive. Yeah. yeah, they really work. I've used them. You've taught me to use them. And right, the and gosh, people yeah, I get the that. idea.
0: Yeah. Right, people yeah. get the idea that in order to expand, you have to have conflict. I know. I would like to differ. <laughs> yeah. I would truly
1: <laughs> beg to differ
0: because I used to think that. I mean, this is what we're taught. This is what we experience here. You're going to feel in
2: conflict when you come across something challenging that is going to expand you. You're going to feel in conflict because there are things in the way. You don't
0: require conflict. It's not the only way way to expand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the only way to expand. I've been after the answers to that question for the longest time. Is it possible to expand without conflict? And I've been asking, you know, myself, I've been manifesting, you know, experiencing expansion without conflict,
1: mm.
0: you know, because, hey, who wants to be in conflict with themselves all the time? Right? That kind I, of know, right? <laughs> I know,
1: right? I know, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's why people right. so feel I, that way. So right. that's why people right. feel, so that way. feel that the
0: easiest way is to not grow. So if you right. get into that Exactly way, are, Right. Because most mm. people you no, know, because you get a heartache and you and you think, See there I went, listening to my heart again. Oh, I shouldn't have listened to my heart. And every time you you manifest that. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you say that, every time you align with that, you manifest that. I'm not going to listen to my heart. But your heart keeps saying, oh, well, okay, I'm going to break through. I'm going to break through. I'm going to find a way which you will have to listen to me, you know. And then you do have people who end up being, you know, like that movie Grumpy Old Men, right, (laughs) who end up being curmudgeons or who end up just, you know, I mean, that's what, basically create, right, people who are rulers as opposed to leaders or people who are greedy or, you know, all of these different things that you really don't wanna be because it causes more pain, right? Mm. <laughs> so right, that's who creates that. It's just it's that space of resistance. And, you know, and I wanted to touch on something else so We're almost at the 30-minute mark, but I wanted to touch on something else real quick because it's something that I see it has to do with gender. Um, and again, if you don't believe me about this, go and look at very small children because um, sometimes changes start to occur even with two- or three-year-olds um, with this depending upon their alignments and their family and, you know, all of that. But a lot of people, like, so when we hear intuition, we, also, we often hear women's intuition, right? Mm-hmm. That somehow women, this is inherent to women, and mm-hmm. it's not inherent to people who are born in male bodies. Okay? So people who are born in what yeah. we consider to be male bodies, you know, probably born with a Okay, so, but somehow, you know, this is all tied up with being a woman, Um, and I'm going to tell you that it is and it isn't. It is because, and you know, yes, it is a little bit biological, um, because female bodies um, have adapted to the environment
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: they're in, right? when you think about it, so if you, at least in our, especially in our society, okay, because different societies are going to see different sorts of adaptations depending upon what their gender constructs look like. Um, But in our society, in Western, you know, society, um, we see where women have been oppressed. So they haven't been able to, in many, many ways, express themselves. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But yet, they're also told that they're supposed to be the nurturer, that they're supposed to, you know, be the person that holds all the emotions for family and, you know, um, in their primary relationship with their significant other in heterosexual situations in particular. Um, Yeah. So, basically... So basically, sorry, (laughs) something was messaging me and I got sidetracked. So basically, what's happened is women have had to go inside more and experience Mm -hmm. life more inward because women, for a long time, were not, you know, experiencing very much of public life. And of course, there's variations, but. I'm just talking in general generalities right now. Uh, yeah. So, of course, that intuition is going to get more developed. Now, I mean, just for that reason alone, as well as many, many other things. Um, but people in male bodies are absolutely perfectly capable of it. Okay. Yeah. It's not somehow less inherent in them. Okay. Because even with people in female bodies, you know, you have, you know, variation, right? It depends on, you know, that particular person and their alignments and their biology and their environment and, you know, a whole uh, plethora of things. And so Mm. that even people in female bodies might struggle with it more than somebody else next to them in a female body, sometimes even within the same family. Now, and I got raised in a family where intuition was something that was more valued than in one's Western families, So I was very fortunate to align with that. Anyway, we're at 26 minutes, so I do want to take questions. Um, so let's take our first caller. Okay, Claire? Okay. Hey. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Spiritual Path. Who am I speaking to, please?
1: Hi. How are you Hi. great. Um are you guys taking questions? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who are we talking to? What's your Kathy? name? Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi Kathy. Hi Kathy. Hi, how are you? Hi, Hi, I'm how are you. you? Good. Um I was um trying to see what you see around. Um Oh, this isn't a, sweetie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this isn't a psychic show. Okay. This isn't reading.
1: Okay.
0: Right. This is more um, a show about coaching you to develop your own intuition.
1: Oh, okay. Well, okay. Can I ask a question about that? That's that's cool. Absolutely. Please. (laughs) Um. (laughs) How do you develop, I guess, um, I have cards that I play with from time to time. I haven't played with them in the a year. And I used to know things. I would um, say, like, for the job. Um, if I did something, I would know for sure if it's going to happen or not happen. But I don't get those messages anymore or feelings, et cetera. So, I don't know what has happened, or how can I hone hone back into that? Mhm um
0: so, when you were getting the messages, were you depending on something outside of yourself?
1: No, I would just I would just know things you mm-hmm. you know I mean, I could just call things if I mean that would be. From a job situation to if something was going to happen, I would be like, yes, it'll happen. No, it's not. And be very firm and not waver. Now it was just something pops in my head and it'll tell me, you're, you're you know, whatever the case is. Now I don't get mm-hmm. any messages, any anything. And I keep, I try to meditate. I try to stay still to, you know, See what I can get, and I don't get anything anymore. So I don't know if there's a blockage, or I'm just not supposed to know. Yeah, well, what I and I don't know if this is
0: true with your case, um, but it's where I was talking about, you know, the belly fire coming up for a lot of people. Um, I've seen it more readily in the past, say, couple of weeks. Um you know, on a wider scale, but it has been happening um, as we're ascending for more people. Um, and so when we're, you know, like, gousing that down because we're reading it as anger, it's blocking us. So I would suggest, um, have you ever done binaural beats meditation? Have I done what? What? Binaural beats meditation? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. Um, you can go on YouTube. Um, what they are is um, they actually stimulate um, spaces in your pineal They they stimulate your pineal gland um, with certain frequencies, which then help to open up your chakras a bit more. And they work beautifully. They really do. And there are all sorts of them on, on YouTube. Now, I will process this by saying, if you've never done one before, only do it for 10 minutes. The YouTube video, some of them are for, you know, all night where you can sleep with it. But if you've not done it before, they can be pretty powerful. And so, you know, you might experience some unwanted things. Um, <laughs> I know the first time that I did one and I had been meditating for years. I did it for my throat chakra, and I was awake for two days. Um, and it wasn't a bad awake. It's just, you know, preferable to not be awake for two days. So try it for 10 minutes. Just put in binaural beats, um, solar plexus chakra, um, and find something that you feel like resonates with you, and, and just, you know, put it on your headphones. <laughs> And allow a ten or fifteen minute meditation with it, and then progress along as you go along, um, because you know, with the ascension happening, we're experiencing things, um, talking toxic it more acutely. So the things that we used to be able to get away with, we can't get away with anymore. And have our intuition makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What I'm getting from you is that you, your being wants to expand. So you want to be able to do this, uh, be able to work for your intuition more consciously. And what I can feel is that you do have this anger that Kim's just been explaining. It's not anger, but I feel it collecting around your heart. And that's kind of blocking your intuition right now so i would take kings advice and try binaural beats and try and get that energy moving and purge whatever there is there to purge and start learning about using your intuition more consciously as well as working on these things would you agree kim that's what i was saying Uh yeah
0: and then, yeah, yeah,
2: that's a great opportunity, I like to. For you to de- great opportunity for you to develop your intuition. You should go for it. And I can hear you're more excited about this question than you were about asking us to read you something. <laughs> um,
1: what, what was the name? What was the first name, first word of what you told me to look up? Binaural. Binaural. So it's um,
0: be like boy, I, and like Nancy, you, R A L. I think
2: that's okay. I'm not good at doing
0: that Yeah, B-I- Okay, I so forget you? U, yes. Like like oral, or like or aura, or, uh, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there's all sorts of them, but yeah, and you'll see it'll it'll give you the the hertz. It'll say it's, you know this many hertz. Um, Is what's going on And different when some of them have music And some of them don't um, You know it's a preference thing Some of them you just hear the hurts And that's it Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah I like the ones that you just hear the hurts But a lot of people don't It's just you know whatever your preference is What feels good to you Right That's why I don't tell somebody Oh go get this particular one (laughs) Because We're all unique Mm. is the thing. Yeah. But I've never had that not be helpful to people, the binaural beast. Never. Everybody that I've suggested it to get, really get something out of it, really. And they've oh, got, yeah. you know, heart chakra. They've got throat. Yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've used them. And I still use them, and they're still helpful to me. And you can do, like, 10-minute solar plexus chakra, which is what the chakra Kim was talking about, or you could they sometimes even do a video where they do all the seven chakras in like twenty minutes. So each one is vibrating for about three minutes each. That's a nice one to do as well.
1: If you mm-hmm. like to okay. sit and meditate. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let us know how uh, you
1: Thank
2: are. you so much for co- <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You
1: okay. Coming. okay.
2: Bye. You're welcome. Bye. All
1: right. Bye.
0: Okay. Technology. I have to do the technology here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, technology we really is kind of
0: interesting. I'm sorry, what, Jenny?
2: Yeah. I was just saying I'm sorry for coughing throughout the show today. <laughs> I,
0: oh, I have a little bit of a Oh.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. No. It's that time of the year, isn't it? <laughs> it's always that time of the so year. So anyway.
2: Year.
0: <laughs> right. The interesting thing about this show too is this, is that, you know, when I first met Floor, the reason that she came to me is she said, Kim, I want to develop my psychic awareness. I yes. want to develop my intuition. Do you remember?
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> it's not quite where it needs to be, Right. Um. Yeah. And then we've done that over the past, how long has it been? Year and a half? I so. would
2: say it's, well, I knew you from a year before, but I would say it's actually exactly a year since I began working with you, seriously, I believe. hmm because mm-hmm. something came up on my Facebook today, which was, I told you so, said my intuition, which I posted last year to, on this day. Can you believe it? We're doing a show about intuition. And, yeah, it wasn't long <laughs> after that that I actually, we got back in touch. Because I knew you through your group from a year before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we started working with each other regularly. Mm. Yeah. Right. I mean,
0: and you thought I was nuts right.
2: when you first met me. <laughs> no, not when I first met you. <laughs> I I had some, okay. yeah, there were some things that I didn't quite understand, and I thought, what? And I didn't understand until I spoke to you again. I was like, oh, right. I get it. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, Things can be confronting like that and actually the more things i've confronted the more challenges the better my psychic awareness has become it's really right and
1: that's developing yeah and that
0: really brings me to on uh, another question that i often get from people that is surrounding intuition so you know, they're really tapping into their intuition. And so they have more of a knowing and more of an awareness than they used to and say they're around family members who maybe aren't, you know, moving forward with that space. And now they're really having a problem communicating with them, you know. Um, Because there's a part of you that, you know, of course, wants to say, like, I know this thing. And it's made me feel so much better, and I just, I love you, and I want you to have it, right? And then mm-hmm. there's this conflict that happens, right, where they're looking at you sometimes like you have 10 heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that a lot, Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so how do you find that space? How do you, like People ask me, how do you mm-hmm. get them to listen to you? You do, and you don't. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, The base answer to that is you stop looking for their approval. Because ultimately, um, yes, there's part of you that obviously, genuinely wants them to know and wants them to experience, you know, these things that you're feeling and having and experiencing. Um, But again there's this program that we have which is called The Approval, right? Um, So we work on not wanting approval. And what's interesting is is that the more we work on that, and I've talked about this in in past shows as well, um, the more we work on letting go of the need for approval and control, okay, um, the more that we actually get it. We get approval and then we have control of ourselves because the only person you have any control of is you. Period. You know. And you cannot at all try to even control anything that anybody else is doing. Because that just creates conflict. Nobody wants to be controlled.
1: Even if hmm.
0: they know in some way that what you're giving them the best thing for them they will always put up some kind of resistance. And I experience this all the time when I work with people, and I don't have a problem with it. I go in aware that they're going to have resistances, okay? But I make no judgment. I don't look for their approval. Um, not too long ago, I had somebody say to me, you know, it was uh, during um, the, uh, the the consultation, actually, and then she ended up working with me, but... She said, you know, well, you know I'm checking you out, like, You know that you don't, like, I don't know, she, you know, um, what it was she was trying to achieve by that. But I said, yeah, of course. I wouldn't, you know, think that she would do anything different. I mean, look, either you're in alignment with me or you're not. There's nothing I can do about whether you are or you're not. All mm-hmm. I can to do is be open and allow you to make your decisions. Right?
2: Yeah.
0: I don't tell people what to decide. I don't tell them, you know, that they have to do this or they have to do that. I can suggest. I suggest it. I say, well, you know, if you do that, this is probably the most likely outcome, but you need to make the choice. Or, you know, if this is not an outcome that you want. But if you do this, the most likely outcome is going to be what you want. So if you do that, you're at least going to get closer to it, which I know. Um, And they have to choose to do the work. They have to choose whatever they're choosing. And it's the same way with our family of origin. It's the same way with our significant others. It's that, you know, whoever we have in our lives is a part of our life. And whatever kind of relationship is that way. Mm. Okay. Mm. And the more that we're okay with that, because we're not seeking approval or control, Okay, the more likely they are to actually come to you and say, Hey, you know, I'm seeing you like this and ask you for some advice about a baby, the more likely you are, too, to be able to just see them and say, Oh, wow, you know, they have this great thing that I'm learning from. And really appreciate them in, their, in your life for however they show up. Because the more you can love them unconditionally. They don't have to be this or they don't have to be that. As a matter of fact, they could be yelling at you, right? Mm. And you can actually appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Because your stance can be more like, thank you for feeling so comfortable that you can, you know, show me how much pain you're in right now. True. That's beautiful. Isn't it? Because that's true,
2: right? That's true. I mean... We're talking about feelings here. And to share feelings, even emotions, is a beautiful thing. I mean, what happens when you don't? It's like, it feels like death when you don't express who you are. And I think, I heard a a phrase recently that said that if you... Don't show someone how you feel. That's the greatest weapon in the universe. And I thought about it and I thought, yeah. And who, but but who's who's the one that's dying? The one who's not speaking their feelings? They're not being self
0: expressed. I got a bit deep there. Right. It only becomes, <laughs> but it, all, yes. it only becomes a weapon to the person who is looking for approval and control.
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Because right. if you don't want to show me how you feel, okay, well, I'm going to come be over here. Yeah. With other people who are going to want to show me that because I don't, you know, life is short. I'm only here for however long, you know, in my life. In my family, it looks like 90-something years, which is longer than most. But even that, it's very short amount of time. So mm-hmm. I don't have time to spend with people who are, you know, in that space. But at the same time, I don't judge them for it. I just go, oh, you know, that person's in pain. That's paint. right. The funny thing is, the funny thing, I guess you could call it, the, the interesting thing is to that my chance like that because, you know, it's, well, I have love. And if you don't want to receive it, that's okay. Um, and I want to receive love, so I'm going to go and hang out where I can because people are willing to give it on whatever level. Um, because that's just holding back love is really what they're doing. They're holding back love that's of true. self and they're holding back love of others, right? And so yeah. they're just suffering and I can't take them out of suffering. They have to make the choice. All I can do is be a beacon of somebody who's not mine. Right. And on the other side of that,
2: I used to suffer so much because I can see the truth of how someone felt out of them. That used to feel so important to me. And, I mean, it still does. I'm still working on that. But, yeah, I used to suffer so much because of that, you know? And now... you you was supposed to. Oh, I'm sorry. I I know. That's part of my programming as well as a female that I'm supposed to know how someone. Well, does.
0: everybody has the suffering program. It's just colored a different way. It's not. And um, none of this is like, you know, really do women get programmed differently than men? Yeah, but those programs are actually subtle differences. They're sort of the yeah. same thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really are the same thing. <sighs> They get thought that they need to suffer all the time. Oh, are you kidding? What? Oh, they're not allowed to feel except anger and only to a certain extent. <laughs> right? Or, well, they can feel love too, by Well, only to a certain extent. You know, they're not allowed to express feelings, really, right? Not really. Yeah. It's because that's the sign of weakness, right? Yeah. yeah that if you're a feeling person, you're weak. But yeah. <laughs> wait, belly fire, that's like, that's your power, the belly fire and your and the heart being open and, you know, all of that. That is so powerful. It's like the most powerful thing. It puts you absolutely in charge. And, you know, and yeah. when you accept it, you're just, and that's intuition. That's awareness.
2: Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Right?
0: So what's No counsel? fear. That's counsel. Right. So people hear no fear and they mm. think that that's the space of conflict because they, only because they think that they need to be in fear. <laughs> it's not moronic. Mm, it really I is. That. They don't need to be in fear. Nobody needs to be in fear. Because people will say, oh, well, you know, if a tiger's chasing you, you should fear it because it wants to eat you. Well, okay, well, why can't I be in a space of saying, oh, well, I kind of don't want, I don't want to leave this earth plane because I'm choosing to still be here. So Mm. if I'm not in fear, I can more consciously know how to, you know, deal with the tiger. Whether that means to run or not, right? Because there is, there's from your belly fire, from that knowing, from a space of non-fear, there's actually more adrenaline that kicks, even on a biological level.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right? If everyone's
0: thought about yeah. that, they okay. could probably find an so experience So I'm going like to interrupt that. you. Yeah. yeah gonna, it does, okay? I'm going to interrupt you only because we only have four more minutes. Wow, and okay. And to, like, do our little spiel. Right, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, again, I'm Kim Gilster, the spiritual synergist. I am a life coach currently. Um, I've been, you know, working on other ideas to put things together, um, you know, on uh, courses online and, you know, books and whatnot online. So working on that right now currently, um, big projects, big projects. Um, <laughs> I've been writing. But, yeah, but right now I offer live coaching. Um, you can sign up for your free 15-minute consultation by going to my website at com. Um, and just hitting the little button that says make an appointment and let me know that you are interested in booking the three fifteen minute consultation to see whether or not um no, we can work together. And right now my um my rates are only set at three hundred dollars for four sessions. Um so that's like a very good deal for what I do. I have helped to change a lot of people's lives. Um, and I do so out of a very, very loving space. People become amazed at the things that they're capable of after just a few sessions with me. Um, I'm very well trained. I have an extensive education, which is something I wanted to talk about in developing your your intuition today. and didn't get around to um, But, yeah. Maybe we can talk about that some other time. As a matter of fact, maybe we should do a show on what does being educated really mean? Hmm. Oh, that would that be That might be right. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, because, yeah, it doesn't always mean having a certificate or having, you know, a formal education, but it can be depending upon how you apply yourself in that formal education or not um Mm. and we're always educating anyway but yeah so idea for next show and you floor as we mentioned you're a tarot reader and psychic tarot tarot reader more accurately yeah
2: i'm a psychic reader i do use the tarot um yeah you can find me on facebook rainbow garden tarot and On there, there are links to everywhere else I'm at. I'm also working on a website that will be coming out in about a month or two, so look out for that. Um, I do Skype readings online internationally for your self-love and your self-empowerment. So, if you're a person who really likes to take life and their path into their own hands and create what they want, I'm your reader. I'm really all about that, that self-empowerment and creation. So have a look at my stuff, and if you like what you see, get in touch, and we can arrange a reading.
0: And that's my speech. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you all so much for listening, and our show happens uh, biweekly. The Spiritual Path. There are many shows that have been recorded um, over the past year. I'm on a plethora of subjects and you know you can write me if you have an idea for a subject or questions on something we've covered that I could talk about on the show at um, the spiritual Synergist at gmail.com um, so until next time have a wonderful wonderful life. bye bye
2: Bye-bye.